Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm thrilled that you found this channel, but more importantly, I'm thrilled that you found Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus, and as we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter Jesus to transform. I hope that you'll consider joining me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And you know, periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, I want to welcome everyone back. Yesterday on our podcast, we learned in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, our sins are taken away and we are forgiven. And then in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, we learned we'll be brought under Christ's authority. And then Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 taught us that we're marked as belonging to God by the Holy Spirit. And then we jumped into chapter 2 of Ephesians, specifically looking at verse 6. And our identity in Christ says we have been raised up to sit with Christ in the heavenly realms. And then a few verses further in was verse 10 in Ephesians chapter 2, saying that we are God's masterpiece. So if you're following along with me, take out your Bible and your notebook and get ready to add some more scripture verses sharing our true identity in Christ. If you will, turn to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 where Paul tells us, But now you belong to Christ Jesus. Though you once were far away from God, now you've been brought near to him because of the blood of Christ. And Paul had to set the record straight as it pertained to prejudice. He would break these walls down. Before Christ's coming, Gentiles and Jews kept apart from one another. Jews considered the Gentiles, who were the non-Jews, beyond God's saving power and therefore without hope. And Gentiles resented these Jewish claims. Jesus revealed the total sinfulness of both and reconciles all believers to God and unifies us all as one body. So the pious Jews considered all Gentiles or non-Jews ceremonially unclean. They thought more highly of themselves than they ought and as pure and clean. And this thinking was because of their national heritage and religious ceremonies. But Paul was pointing out that Jesus, excuse me, that Jews and Gentiles alike were unclean before God and needed to be cleansed by Christ. So in order for you and me to remember the magnitude of our free gift of salvation, we need to remember our former natural unclean condition. The world will often times make us feel separate, isolated, excluded, maybe even hopeless. But the good news is no one is alienated from the love of Jesus or his true and authentic body of believers. Both Jews and Gentiles could be found guilty of spiritual pride. Jews for thinking their faith elevated them above everyone else, and the Gentiles for trusting in their achievements, power, or positioning in the world. 
Spiritual pride blinds us to our own faults and highlights the faults of others. We can never be proud of our salvation, but instead we must always humbly recognize it as the grace gift it really is. This way we can be thankful to God for all he has done and be an encouragement for others who may be struggling in their faith walk. So grab your notebook and write down Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 and beside it write, we have been brought near to God. And I just appreciate that verse of scripture for telling us that we are all equal in God's eyes. I've said it often this way, that we're all equal at the foot of the cross. All right, well, our next scripture comes from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. Here we find God's secret plan revealed, and he revealed this plan to Paul through his Holy Spirit. And chapter 3, verse 6 says, and this is the secret plan. The Gentiles have an equal share with the Jews in all the riches inherited by God's children. Both groups have believed the good news and both are part of the same body and enjoy together the promise of blessings through Christ Jesus. If you remember yesterday, we said that God's plan had not been revealed to previous generations. And this was not because God was mean, uncaring, thoughtless God. It was just the opposite. God wanted to reveal his plan in his perfect timing. God's plan would have both the Jews and the Gentiles comprise one body, equaling the church. And the Old Testament made it known that the Gentiles would receive salvation. As a matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah foretold in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6, You will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you a light to the Gentiles, and you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Isaiah was prophesying Jesus as our future Redeemer. God had already chosen him to bring the light of the gospel or the salvation of the world. And Jesus offered this salvation to all nations and his apostles began the missionary movement to take this gospel to the ends of the earth. And missionary work today continues Jesus's instruction for the great commission that we read about in Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 taking the light of the gospel to all nations. So what the Old Testament did not reveal was that all Gentile and Jewish believers would become equal in the body of Christ. Yet this is the exact outcome witnessed when Jesus destroyed that wall of hostility and created one new person. So what exactly did our lives look like prior to inviting Jesus into our hearts? We were spiritually dead because of sin. We resided under an umbrella of God's anger, making us at enmity with him. We were followers of the world's ways or of the evil one. And we were God's enemies. We were enslaved to Satan. We were guilty of following our own thoughts, desires, and ways. But in God's endless mercy and grace, this is our after portrait as his masterpieces. Now we are made alive with Jesus. We have God's mercy abounding in us and we have been given freely the gift of salvation. We now take a stand for Jesus and his truth. 
We're God's beloved children. We've been made free in Jesus to love, to serve, and to sit with him in heavenly places. We've been raised up with Jesus to glory. You know what to do. Grab your notebook and list Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. Next to it, write, we share in the promise in Christ. And looking further into God's revealing of his secret plan, we come to verses, verse 12 of chapter 3 in Ephesians, where Paul says to us, Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of his glad welcome. And what an awesome privilege to be able to approach the throne of God with a confident expectation of freedom. Most of us would feel some level of timidity before standing in the presence of an earthly ruler. But now we're invited to enter into God's presence through the gateway of prayer. We know by faith that we will always be welcomed in with God's arms wide open to receive us because of our unification with his son, Jesus. And we never need to fear God except in a reverential awe. We can go and talk with him about everything upon our hearts. He's waiting expectantly to hear from his children. Now, I've made references to our unity with Jesus on multiple occasions, but what exactly is the point being driven here? Well, as believers, we are one in body, meaning we're a fellowship of believers who make up the body of the church. We are one in spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who activates our fellowship. We're one in hope. We've been called to a glorious eternal future with Jesus. At the moment of salvation, our eternal future began. Think on that for a moment. Your eternity doesn't begin when you enter into heaven. No, you're living it now. And believers are one in the Lord. Our unity is in Jesus Christ, to whom we all belong. We are even one in our faith. We have a singular commitment to Jesus. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, Paul says, As God's messenger, I give each of you this warning. Be honest in your estimate of yourselves, measuring your value by how much faith God has given you. We must know the basis of our self-worth, or put another way, our identity in Christ. This is what this entire series has been all about. Apart from Jesus, we are as fallible humans, not capable of much by eternal standards. But in him, we are very capable and valuable of worthy service. We are one in baptism. This fact alone is worth its weight in gold. Baptism is our sign of entry into the church. While it's not required that we be water baptized as believers to accept the free gift of salvation, it is a proclamation of our faith in all that Jesus has done for and through us. And too often as believers, we become separated over minor doctrinal differences. But Paul was showing believers all of the areas where we are in one accord. When God's children operate in the unity of spirit, pettiness disappears and dissipates. These minor differences are always a work of the enemy who does all he can to divide the truth within God's believers. So lastly, we as believers are all one in God. It is God who is our Father and who keeps us for eternity. 
While we are all one in these areas, we still maintain our uniqueness and our individuality. The Holy Spirit has instilled special gifts to each of God's children, equipping us and fulfilling our missions for Christ. It's our job to develop and use these gifts, ensuring our sanctification over our lifetimes. And these gifts will help to strengthen and encourage others around us. Now grab a hold of your notebook and list Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12. Next to it write, we can come with freedom and confidence into God's presence. Well, I've given you a lot of information to digest. You must take it and meditate upon it, soaking in the goodness of who we are in Jesus. This is how all I've given you will transfer from your spirit and be integrated into your body being useful to you. If all your learning only stays within your spirit, then you've obtained knowledge. But once you pull it into your body, your daily living of life will be transformed. So keep up with me now as we proceed to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 29 and 30. Paul tells us how to live in the light. He says, No one hates his own body, but lovingly cares for it, just as Christ cares for his body, which is the church, and we are his body. Here, Paul is giving us loving wisdom for spirit-guided relationships. Living with wisdom is always the way to go. When we forsake wisdom, the payment is a very expensive lifestyle. God gave us an earthly union of husband and wife. The two merge into oneness in marriage. Little can affect one without affecting the other, and yet we do not have to lose our personalities in the process. We will care for our spouse as we care for ourselves when we are living in God's design. This means that we willingly learn to anticipate the needs of our partner will help them to become all they were created to be. We encourage, uplift, edify, and strengthen each other, looking for what's right with them instead of fault finding. So in your notebook, list Ephesians chapter 5, verses 29 and 30, and next to it, write out, we are members of Christ's body, the church. Today, we touched on many scripture verses defining our true identity in Christ. First, we looked at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. We've been brought near to God. Then we progressed to chapter 3 of Ephesians, verse 6, where we learned we share in the promise in Christ. A few verses later, we explored Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12 with this assurance. We can come with freedom and confidence into God's presence. And finally, we looked at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29 and 30, which outlined for us the fact that we are members of Christ's body, the church. So tomorrow, folks, we'll look into the final three scripture passages wrapping up this series on our true identity in Christ. So take this away with you and allow it to permeate the core of your being. Our righteousness or our approval from God is because of our identity in Christ. This is why this series matters, and we've spent so much time walking through these verses. So make sure and join me tomorrow as we explore those last three scripture verses. And friends, today, if you want to experience an intimate, personal relationship with God's son, Jesus, spending eternity in heaven, I invite you to pray this prayer of salvation now. 
Lord Jesus, I've missed the mark. I'm turning away from my sins. Come into my heart. I believe that your shed blood was for all who acknowledge that you took on the sins of humanity, past, present, and future at that cross of Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were spiritually born again. Your next steps are to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider joining a good Bible-based church where your faith in Jesus can continue to grow and be edified by like-minded people. Now allow me to be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision of your lifetime that you've just made. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, love in action, biblical wisdom, our true identity in Christ, what the word of God says about trust, and so many more. I hope that you'll come alongside me as we explore the Bible together. And if you like this podcast, make sure to hit like and subscribe to ensure that you get the latest episodes as they become available. And friends, why don't you consider blessing someone else today by sharing this podcast link with them? Much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring, you may want to consider reading it in its entirety. You can easily pick up a copy from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com, or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. But if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word. Until next time, be blessed and remember you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.